0: Welcome in to today's episode of Walk the Pine. My name is Will Gray, as always, joined by Vincent Gattuso and our producer, JP. Hello, hello. Hello, What's hello. Going on, everybody. Indeed. Um, We got a little NBA pod for you guys today. Um, as you guys can tell, this is kind of the direction that we're moving into. Shorter, more niche episodes covering what you guys want to hear. We're not sports center. We're not here to break down the game for you, you know. Stole that quote. Just here to talk some shit. Stole that quote from JP over there.
1: <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it. Um, we got we got Embiid. We'll, we'll start with Embiid. Um, Sixers the other day uh, beat the Nuggets. Pretty good game. Pretty good battle between Jokic and Embiid. Uh, after the game, we saw Embiid grab Jokic, uh, pulled them pull them nice and close, and said, "You're the best player in the league." you're the best player in the world after beating him. kind of kind of a weird time to say that to someone and then uh afterwards in the post conference and the post game conference they said to him hey what did you say to him and he said i just told him he's the best player in the league and uh people have been talking about it. i saw a lot of first take um and I uh, our not first take the other one NBA NBA day where i saw uh richard jefferson and uh Austin Rivers both, where just like, you know, as former players, if you're in that locker room and your best player is uh, over here saying that he's not the best player in the league, he's admitting that someone is better than him, uh, that that's just not a good look for your uh, locker room. He said that as a teammate. That's not what you want to see. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this.
2: Mm. If – I'd be upset about it if it was after a loss, but they beat beat the Nuggets, Yeah, correct? Yes. Yeah, I mean – then that doesn't Less bother me. Up. If your True. best player is telling the... That's that's just being... I don't know. That's, to me, the sportsmanship that's... And, I mean, he's not necessarily lying. Like, if he's saying it in a way like, oh, like if it's after a loss, oh, we can't beat you, then that's a problem. Like, you yeah, you should believe yourself. Like, believe in yourself. Right. But if you're telling a guy he's the best player in the world after you beat him, that just means... You might be the best player in the world, but we we can still get
1: you. Uh quickly, um Jokic, just for statistical purposes, twenty five points, nineteen rebounds, three assists, nineteen rebounds, pretty wild. And then uh went ahead and shot fifty five from the field. Um we in Bede forty one points, seven rebounds, ten assists, uh and shot fifty nine percent from the field. Um, so just a little bit of perspective. But we'll gray.
0: Yeah, I I uh I bet on the Embiid 35 plus points that game. So I was kind of keeping track with it. I don't know. I go 50 50 on it. Yeah. I get what you're saying, JP, but I feel like just, you know, being someone who's obsessed with Michael Jordan in the last dance is kind of like, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. Like off the, off the court, yeah, you know, MJ was, you know, friends with these guys. But it's just, like, it's that Reggie Miller mentality. It's that I'm not going to win a ring mentality kind of thing to me. Like, Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, they all just bowed at the feet of MJ and kind of were just like, yeah, you're the best player in the world, man. Like, nah, I don't know. I get it. Some people might call it soft, and I do agree, like, with the whole locker room thing. Like, bro, what are you saying? Like, you were dogging him. Like, you dropped 41 seven rebounds, 10 assists, like you were killing them. Like, and you're going to go out there and tell them, oh, yeah, man, hey, you're the best player in the world. But, yeah, I get it. It's after a win. And I do agree. Like, I think that Jokic is the best player in the world, but there's arguments that Embiid is the second, third best player in the NBA. And for a race that's been so tight for so many years now, I think, like, luckily it's someone like Jokic who really doesn't give it, who does, really doesn't care. It's not yeah, like. Luckily,
1: honestly, I feel like if it was anybody else, it would have been like, "Why the fuck are you saying this to me? You just beat me!" You know what I mean? It's
0: kind of disrespectful. Yeah, we're watching our language. Sorry. <laughs> just, just bleep it.
1: <laughs>
2: Watch your profanity.
0: I, I, I'm not gonna go search for a bleep.
2: Watch your profanity.
0: Um, yeah, we're trying to be more respectful here, people. We got kids well, listening. Okay, to the it show. was
1: disrespectful of Joel and B to say that after after just beating the guy, I mean, they obviously both had great performances, but to just beat a guy and then instead of just being like, good game, we'll see in the future or whatever or anything like that, you're just going to be like, yeah, you're the best player in the world. Like, don't worry, we we won this game, but you still got that type of thing.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I was what a weird, I mean, I it's, it is true. Jokic is the best player in the world, I think.
1: Yeah, it's just a good thing he doesn't, like, care. He just was like, whatever. Like, yeah. They asked him about it he, in the locker room. He was like, yeah, I mean, that was nice. You but think
2: we're looking too deep into it? Yeah, I still disagree. If anything, that's a compliment to his team. We just beat the best player in the world. I'm not the best player in the world. He is, but well, as a team, we beat them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's disrespecting his his team by anything, but I just think no, it's he's kind doing of an the opposite. To, well, yeah, but I think it's just kind of an interesting thing to like go up to the person you just beat and be like, "Hey, you're still the
0: best player in the world, though."
1: It's like if I if I just lost to someone, even if I was better, but well, me
2: them, and my guys,
0: we got you. I don't know. I'm a stomp on the throat kind of guy. Got you.
1: I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I, I right?
2: Just, you're the just best player of, in the world. interesting to me. I you're think the best player in the world, but that's not enough. That's not enough. We got I don't you. Think that's kind of what he, I'm saying. Though, no, exactly. but I
0: don't it's think like, he was probably like saying it in that way. Someone. I don't you know, think that he was, is, dude, that's an awesome thing. I don't think he was saying it in that way. He was probably probably, to me, kind of just like. I guess I want to hear it. I want to hear I want to hear the conversation. If you watch it, like if it's like some sarcastic, but hey, man, you're still the best player in the world. Hey, you know, but hey, man, you're still the best player in the world. No, pat not, on the back. It well, it goes it, without saying,
2: maybe,
1: but it did not seem like in today. Really,
0: no, though. in today's league. In today's yeah. league, I feel like it was probably like sincere, like hey, rub on the
2: back, Jokic. No, dude, Embiid's a. Embiid's a competitive say? Like guy. Embiid's
1: like a, a he's he's out here tweeting and joking around and like you know like competitively like going at people at Twitter like the past like five six years we've seen it happening like. I don't know. I just like I, I look at this and I think like almost like like bold of Embiid to kind of just like say some shit like that or some stuff like that. Anyways, um, I don't know. I thought I that was interesting,
0: dude. Vince, you're over three right now, dude. Yeah, I didn't realize until like we really started
1: pointing it out. I I gotta stop. Sorry. All right, let's move on. Um, Shaq takes a uh, Shea Gilgis over Luca uh, as a as a player. He said, um, yeah, the quote was something along the lines of, you know, Luka's a great player, but. At this point in time, Shea's getting his team involved. He's playing great basketball. He's a top MVP candidate right now. Um, I got to take Shay. And, you know, in all honesty, like, I agree with the guy.
0: I agree with him. We're going to – this is going to be one of our clips next week, by the way. This is going to be okay. your clip for next week, Shea Gilgis or Luka Doncic, and you're going to talk about that. I mean, I
1: think it's like – I don't think it's the worst take in the world, really. It's time like, to start
0: having the conversation, really.
1: Yeah, like, this guy's really fucking good, and if we're being honest, like – you know, Luca's done some cool ass things, right? But if you watch the if you watch the Mavericks play basketball, sometimes. Oh, All
0: right, let's back Shaq's up. A, let's back
2: up.
1: <laughs>
0: Shaq's No, just, we're rolling with it. We
2: got to get better. We got to wear it on it. We got to wear it on our chest. Shaq's opinion is, is always very current. Well, yeah. Oh, Shaq's yeah. a rents well, do I, every day. Like I, I don't, I don't care what you did. I don't care about your career. I don't care about all that. Like, he's looking like right now. Well, like, and I feel the same
1: on. way. And if you look at the teammates that Shea Gill just had, it's like, okay, these are some young guys that are good at basketball. Yeah, they're very good. A lot of them. You know, Jalen Williams, great score. Chet's proven to be a very good basketball player. I mean, dude, this team, do that team is so like, good. They're, they're a very good team. But there's a lot of good players that have come in and out of the Mavericks over the past time that since Docs has been in the league. And, you know, yeah, they've done some good things. But right now, what the Thunder are doing, especially if they continue to do in the playoffs, like we'll see what happens in the playoff time comes. But if they continue to do this, how can you say that a guy that's dropping 30 points on their uh, team leading the West right now over the Mavericks? You know what I mean? Like that's I, I can I can definitely see there's not I don't think it's a bad take.
0: I don't I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad take. I just think like some people like look at Luca and they're like, oh, well, he's not a team player sometimes. But I mean, he's, he's averaging a triple double. But is it? But this is the issue. Is it a rush triple double? Because when Russell was going on that triple double yeah, run, they weren't, they, was, they, they, weren't eh. they were like, okay, the team, you know, this is an awesome um, run. But like,
1: sometimes I feel like just like from the eye test, because, um, you know, I, I guess me personally, I, I can consider myself more of an eye test type of person. But when I watch, when, <laughs> when I watch um the Mavericks play and I think to myself, like, all right. There's a lot of like this offense isn't necessarily really an offense. Like it's it's kind of like along the lines of what we've seen like from like the James Harden Rockets and things like that, where it's like you got one player who's controlling the ball most of the time. He's controlling basically everything, and then you got all these other guys that for the most part are kind of sitting around in the corner waiting to be passed to, or kind of waiting for the alley oop or something like that. And the offense is kind of stag stagnant um around this like sole point of like focus, which I guess in some respect can win you some games when you have a good player like Luka Doncic or a good player like James Harden. But when you're going up against teams in the long run, which again, you know, the Mavericks have had some type of postseason success at some point, but at the end of the day, w- the way the Thunder have been playing basketball, I mean, the way Shea scores is a lot different than the, the way Luka will score. Um, it, a lot of times will come off of the ball, the ball, started moving or the offense started running and there was actually some like offensive like schemes mm-hmm. going on and then like he'll find his offense within there he's averaging 30 points i mean the thunder are the second seed i'm pretty sure still in the west yeah they are that's a very that's a
0: very good aspect it is player. so funny that the thunder and the wolves are one and two because we did talk about them yeah kind
1: and of we like were like the... if they can make the jump and stuff it's like the kings if, like yeah really.
0: we were talking about what
1: like... i was
2: but I he, was much more confident in the Thunder. Oh, really?
1: Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember saying it to the Wolves. I, like, did not see no. being as good I as I thought the are.
0: experience would help I Minnesota, and I think Anthony Edwards is maybe, like, just as good as
2: Shy Giltz as Alexander.
1: I think he could. I don't think he is right now. Well, maybe. I knew. I don't know, maybe.
2: I knew their success was going to vary based on his play. Edwards? Yeah. Oh, I mean,
0: yeah, he's well, their whole course, team yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Like, Cat's good. Go Bears are all right. Um, and they got like some good role players like what Nas Reed and uh, who else is there? That's uh,
2: Kyle Anderson.
0: Yeah, like they got um, some solid role players. But no I way had. did
2: I think they were gonna be. I mean,
0: I don't think either of these teams are uh, that, in my eyes, that almost towards the All Star break that they were gonna be one and two. Yeah. Like we were well, both well, talking we also... about these teams as like the the float at the top of the play in end of the. Kind of six. Well, teams like Golden State is
1: also like we had them a little higher up. We thought Golden State was going
0: to be Los Angeles high higher West. up. Yeah, um,
1: the Kings higher up. Um, Where are the Kings sitting at right now? Pretty sure they're lower in the middle of like the West, but I we had them towards the top when we were talking about it.
0: And Same with the Suns. I mean, the Suns as well.
1: Yeah, and so I mean, but again, this is also stuff that could change after the All Star. I will process. say,
0: yeah. That March, that March run. At six
1: New Orleans at five is also a shocker to like what we predicted for sure. I can't, and, I and still can't even like see that last. The Clippers run. at four, too. But I'm pretty sure when the Clippers, we did that without James Harden. I uh, need whatever. to
2: work on finding an advanced stat
0: because I just that's my thing. Dude, like, Utah's at the nine. You right can there? tell me like all these like uh NFL advanced stats, and I'm like, there, like, I get what you're talking about. But like, when it comes to NBA advanced stats, like, I, I, I've, I've said this many times, I'm um, I'm a that boy nice watcher, kind of like Vince. I'm an eye test kind of guy. Um I'm, I'm a that boy nice watcher. I'm not an advanced stat nerd.
2: Well, but yeah. I know
0: advanced stats and I take them into consideration when it comes to the NFL. I need I to find I need to NFL.
2: find a stat on half court offense efficiency because there's a lot of teams, especially in the first half of the season, that they'll jump really high in the standings because they're getting turnovers. They're honestly out hustling people like. Teams are underestimating them. They're not prepared for them. But then, you know, I feel like you need to see how many points they're getting off fast breaks and then how many they're actually getting when their offense is set up. Like, Because the the game really in the playoffs really focuses in. The defense is really dialed up. Everyone's locked in. It's not as sloppy. So, like, when – a defense's full attention is gauged in on you. How well does your system work? Yeah. To beat the like really dialed in defensive scheme.
0: That's what I'm worried about with the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves, it, they kind of were. I mean, obviously, Anthony Edwards is a much better player than anyone that we had on that 2021 roster for the Bulls, but the, the Bulls, man, they were at the top seat of the the east around this time and a stat that pops out to me about the timberwolves is they have the most uh 15 plus point comebacks in the nba how much is that going to last come march come april yeah when you're not coming back on teams in the third quarter right exactly when teams know they good
2: teams know they need this win they're gonna put their foot on your neck. yeah
0: exactly that's what that's what i'm worried about with the timberwolves and it's like okay are they going to be able to, if they keep, if they fall behind in the third no. quarter come March, no. when everyone's, when the, when the gear kicks in for everybody, uh, that, Hey, it's playoff time. Let's make a run. Like, it's is not going to be able no. to work. No,
2: no. That's you, they, you know, they might pull it off a time or two, but winning a four game series, that's not going to work.
0: No. And that's what There's reminds me series. so much about the 2021 bulls. We would watch them in the beginning of the season. And I, I mean, I I'll come out and tell you right now.
2: Dude, it was awesome.
0: Everyone knew that they weren't going to win the finals. Yeah. But, but it was, it was just, it was so fun. Yeah, the Bulls awesome. were relevant. Yeah. We thought, hey, we can maybe get a playoff series win at least. I thought I could see a highlight. No, exactly. It was awesome. And they were a team who was, like, I remember vividly that Boston game about, I want to say, like, the December time of the season. They were down, like, 19 the whole game, closed the gap to, like, 12 points. They outscored Boston 54 to 12 in the last like 20 minutes of the basketball game. And I was like, okay, is that going to work no. in April? No. Exactly. And it never does. No. And no. it does. But uh let's uh let's
1: move on to our next topic. Um I uh, I actually want to talk about Siakam as well. Um just happened past a couple of days so there's um definitely talk about that a little bit. Yeah, now, here's an advanced trade. stat for you guys actually because we were talking about that I saw this one on JJ Redick uh the other day. Um, but apparently Siakam leaves the NBA in field goal percentage on the fast break. And Tyrese Halberton average, or is, has the most assists in the league on the fast break as well. Um, so just kind of start this off.
0: Kind of <laughs> crazy, right? It's that, kinda sound, crazy. That, that sounds like a scary duo to team up with each other. Dude, honestly, I don't is know. Is it very I, niche? Yes, but it could have. I mean, it's going dude, to. No,
1: they're going to be good, man. Like That was Miles Turner. Siakam. Good research. I didn't do that. That was, no, I, was I just I, I just saw that. I saw JJ Reddick say that. But and I was like, Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Just
0: and honestly, you know, I'm impressed with the, fact, the the fact that you pulled that stat for us.
1: I remembered it, yeah. I remembered it word for word. Because when I saw it this morning, I was just like, damn, that's wild. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean Miles Turner, Siakam, a little bit of twin tower action going down. Um, and then you know, you got Buddy Heel with Steel, uh, that number zero zero dude. I can't I always forget his name. Uh the guy with the, the braids. That guy's pretty good, too. Um, they just got a solid team, though. I mean, TJ McConnell off the bench is one of the better bench point guards that come to, like comes consistently plays and plays well. Uh, they got a very good team already, and to add an all-star piece like Siakam, and all they did was lose that terrible contract of Bruce Brown, which, again, I feel like I, I don't know if the Raptors are going to keep him or what the Raptors plan to do with that guy and that terrible contract he's got going on.
0: I did not realize that they were seventh in the East. Who? The Pacers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they
0: were higher up like a couple weeks ago. but That's kind of crazy.
1: Dude, yeah, I feel like they're going to finish around actually like 6 or 7. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished
0: oh sh- 5. Shoot, the Bulls are in the plan right now? Yep, Bulls are sitting at the 9. Uh,
1: we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, Siakam to the Pacers, pretty shocking, kind of out of left field. Didn't really see it coming until a couple of days before when they put out all those reports. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> Pacers are going to be good. We can move on from that one pretty fast, though. Um. Uh, everybody saw the video of the Bulls fans, uh, booing, um, Mrs. Well, booing Jerry Krause really, but his his wife was the one there to take it. Obviously, Jerry Krause, um, unfortunately, is uh, deceased, so he wasn't there himself, but um, his wife was. And as soon as they announced him for the ring ceremony, everybody, everybody, immediately started to boo, which uh, you can only imagine is pretty direct from the Last Dance documentary. Um, Michael Jordan wasn't there for the ceremony, um, along with Scottie Pippen also not being there, and Dennis um, Rodman not being and, there. and Dennis Rodman not being there. You can't but, count on Dennis Rodman being
0: anywhere. No, he no. The Dennis one thing he was going to be there, yeah, like he, he it was just the weather. That, that was the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was well, like it was the, the horrible. Weather. He was like, he, a, he was, the was the only like one. In the yeah, video. he was
1: the only one. He said that he would love to have been there and that he would have done like anything
0: basically. Beyond. He was like, you guys are the best fans. He was like crying in the video. He was like, my flight just got canceled. Like I'm so sad that I can't be there. He's like, he's like changed his ways. He was like, he wants like, he loves the Bulls that he wants. Like, that's what he's known for. And that's, that's awesome. And I'm, ha- I'm so happy that that's what he's known for. Cause like Dennis Rodman was awesome on the bad boy Pistons. And it just makes me feel so good. Cause I know it probably just eats at Pistons fans. Like they're great memories of the bad boys, yeah. you know, of the nineties. And nobody thinks of Dennis Rodman and like, as a Piston. they think of him as the MJ era. Last three bowls, and it's like, yeah, that makes me feel so good. Yeah, overall, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go on a little pissy rant here. It's just Jerry Reinsdorf. Like, I'm obviously the the fans, like you said, a directing from the Last Dance. But if you like, if you recall, like people are using this like kind of as a cop out. Like, yeah, he, they did kind of make him look bad, but at the end, they all said he's the greatest GM. In basketball history um Listen, none of this would be possible without none of with this jerry would Krause be possible or. without jerry Krause. regardless sure of him breaking up the Bulls and not trying for a seventh or eighth ring um they all gave him his flowers at the end like they, the whole thing i mean people were like oh it's just the whole thing was to make jerry Krause look bad like there was a lot in that documentary that kind of made Michael Jordan look like a piece of shit. And kind oh, of made sure. Scottie Pippen look like a piece of shit.
1: It made a lot of them look bad in a lot of like Horace I mean, Grant was outcasted like, in that. Like, oh yeah, Horace Grant looked horrible, really. And they and they like purposely did that. And I mean Scottie Pippen looked really bad too. I mean, they also purposely did that. I mean, Michael Jordan, like you said, also did not look good in a lot of the, in a lot of episodes. Like there there's a I mean, right after it came out, everybody's talking about is Michael Jordan an asshole? Is he was oh, uh, a terrible teammate? Blah blah blah. blah. It was then, kind
2: of funny. It wasn't intentional. It was because my there da- was.
1: There's no backstabbing. <laughs>
2: there's no, no backstabbing
0: going on here. Oh, <laughs> um, I was like, yes, it was JP. It was intentional. What are you talking about? It was. It was kind of. No, funny but it
2: wasn't. No, I, it wasn't intentional. Because my though.
0: dad, you know, obviously yeah. I didn't get to watch the Randy Bulls. None of us did horse Grant stuff. But my dad when this was coming out, he goes, you don't understand how excited I am for you to watch this. He goes, you are going to finally see how Michael Jordan was the biggest prick in the world. And he goes, and you're going to see how he got, like how he became a winner and who he was. He wanted to kill everyone in his path. He, I was like, cause it was always stories. You know, you just hear like a little podcast clip about how crazy he was, but to just see it on the screen like that. In like a ten-hour doc- right. documentary. Everyone's
2: personal accounts of it too. Oh
0: my gosh! I was like, "Wow!" Like this guy is like the most vicious human being to Relent- ever step foot on a basketball court. Just relentless.
1: I don't know. When I watched it the second time, I was like, yeah, "It wasn't that bad."
2: Sounds like he's either laying on his couch smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. relaxing, or he's yeah. just at somebody's throat. It, he
0: he was yeah. the he was the OG. You know, everyone. Is, I'm not taking his little. I'm not taking a little jab at Isaiah here because mama mentality is a real thing. But where do you think mama mentality originated from? That's Jordan mentality. Yeah, Like, I'm going to kill you. He he got it going back to the last dance. Kobe got that. He said, I have everything because of Michael Jordan. I'm not who I am today without Michael Jordan. So, but overall, Jerry Reinsdorf is a clown. He's a, I'm not going to swear. I'm trying to keep it cool. Mm -hmm. He's a, He's a SLB. He's a POS. It's just another money grab scenario. The whole.
2: That's good. I just abbreviated
0: that. it. Yeah. You say that. The kids aren't going to okay. know what POS means.
2: It's like selling. It's like saying.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. Look, this that's, is that's what. Good. he. No, it's like he's it's a PG. bad human being. He's a money. He's a money grubber. This was a whole. The bulls. Horrible. The product that they put on the court the last two years. Horrible. Oh, let's make everyone happy and sell some tickets. Steve Kerr is going to be in town. We'll have a grand old time. Oh, your three best players in franchise history, other than Derrick Rose, aren't going to be there. Um, Derrick Rose isn't even in the ring of honor ceremony, which is fair. Not there yet. Um, but why did they boo Jerry Krause? The fans. Yeah. Because because he's been made out as like oh he I mean it he was par- it, like, it was mean, because yeah. everybody said like it was he partially it. from the Last Dance, but the fan. I mean,
2: I remember that, but but you put the picture and then of they Jerry built
0: and- it.
1: They also yeah. said, like, about all, like, the stuff about how, like, Michael Jordan and them hated him and he, they, he was terrible to them and they, their relationship was not good. And they, there was a whole thing about it, like, for the beginning. And then, of I, no, him, I they were, like.
2: I remember the down. last dance. Like, but Reinsdorf yeah, like, just
0: put that picture out there. They knew they were going to boo. Everyone knew
2: Kraus was going to get booed. Kraus 20, always. 25 years later, like, no, we're not just, we're as a fan base, we're not just grateful for the six titles. Dude, Krauss was getting booed. I mean, Krauss was getting booed at the ring
0: ceremonies. Cool. Every ring ceremony. It's on the fans, yes. It's a bad look by the fans. It yeah. was disgusting. They shouldn't do this
2: classless. It is. Oh, I completely was, agree with Chicago you. But Krause like has that.
0: always been booed. His entire, every everywhere he's gone. Even after rings, he would go to Grant Park for the parade and get you, booed. You need
2: people like me.
0: Exactly. He took a heat his entire career with Chicago and after it. Like, And that's why I was like, Reinsdorf just set him up like, Put the picture and of his... him on the screen knowing he was going to get booed and then cut to his widow.
1: Yeah. Like, that was kinda...
0: horrible. You open up with the widow and say, this is Jerry Krause's wife. And then, oh, this is like, here to honor Jerry Krause. If you open up with the widow, I guarantee yeah. you they're not going to boo his widow. Boo. It's like, he... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The rights are such a clown. It's just a money grab. Still, I just
2: don't get why. No, I, I you, agree. You don't, I don't he, get he's why. Dead. Right. He's he's dude, boo, a guy who's dead. He's I agree with he you. Put together, not, screwed agree up. With he put together he put together a championship team that won. He put together a dynasty. He
0: traded for Scottie Pippen, he, he traded for Dennis Rodman, Dennis. and he got all of those guys. The only thing he didn't do was get Michael Jordan.
2: He didn't draft Jordan? Oh no, no that was, that uh,
0: was uh what's his name? It was um the guy who started cultivating the dream team and everything. Uh I don't I forget yeah, whatever. I forget his name, but still. I yeah, care. it was classless pretty
1: embarrassing spoiled moment yeah. in uh spoiled, oh, chicago. Yeah. spoiled,
0: spoiled fans and then we got to see it on every i knew it immediately as soon as everywhere. that happened i saw it, i saw it on twitter very quickly and i was like okay it just it just i was like it hit chicago twitter super fast everyone was tuned in obviously and then i was like oh my gosh it's going to be like 20 minutes until this is until this is on uh, national and stacy king was catching flack i was like oh what why because he was calling the fans classless, and then he was like this is Chicago. We don't do that. Leave that to New York and Philly. So that New York and yeah. so yeah. like, Philadelphia started coming at us. Yeah, so I was, yeah. like, oh. was going to say, don't call it anybody else while we just did
1: some stupid <laughs> shit. Like some stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy um
0: that's crazy yeah, so, i a wh- like dude we had rich eyes and rich eyes and dude that's my dog and he just started going after Stacey king i'm like no bro we're just catching flack left or right. i'm cool with that Haymakers. makers i that i i, I yeah. mean i liked him calling out philly and new york you know hey we all dude, know how so, i feel right it was fun it's definitely funny but
1: Went at the same time like
0: <laughs> i don't know me, tell me a lie. Oh, what like oh a, what a terrible uh yeah, terrible. No, yeah. Terrible you guys know how I feel about New York, so I didn't care that he called out New York. Philadelphia, I don't really care for either, but New York, my hatred will always be extremely high for the the city of New York and the people of New York. Yeah. Those are all scumbags, <laughs> and I'll stand on that. And it's so funny because I can't wait to go visit New York and internally be like, oh, it's a pretty cool city, and then just like post on my story, leave. be like flipping everybody off. <laughs> Oh, all right, let's move on, Vince. What we got left over here? But one last topic for us. One last baby. topic
1: for us. Uh, building off of this Bulls fan, uh, Jerry Krause, um, Stephen A. Uh, went on first take talking about this. They, they were talking about this whole thing. And um, basically, said, well, not basically he said it was uh, bad that Michael Jordan didn't show up. You know, It was not cool he didn't show up, but that he believes that he didn't show up because he thought Scottie Pippen was going to be there. He didn't want to be around Scottie Pippen. And then Scottie Pippen also did not show up because he did not want to be around Michael Jordan. That's what Stephen A. said, which I thought was a pretty interesting comment from Stephen A. I'm
0: just getting frustrated, like because like it just brings me back to like how do you not like you want to start this Ring of Honor? How do you not have Michael Jordan there? Like you should go on whatever date works for you. You want to do it in the middle of summer? Do it in the middle of summer. Right? Like anything that works, Like I get it. It worked out perfectly because Steve Kerr was coming to town with the Warriors. It worked out. Yeah, it did. It was respectful and thoughtful. It was. But if Michael Jordan cannot be there, how can you do this? Like, how? Right. I
1: think he
0: he chose not to be there.
1: I don't think he couldn't have been there. Which, again, I don't know Michael Jordan's schedule. We're not boys. But...
2: I mean, yeah. Was it the weather as well? It could have been the weather. You guys aren't friends anymore? No. Um. Um,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens
0: with that whole thing. I don't know if it was – I mean, maybe – I don't know. I, Scotty is – he's gone on a tirade. You know, he lost his uh, – he lost his ambassador role at the Bulls. You know, Scotty's had countless moments in the media over the years. I'm sure Marcus Jordan being with his ex-wife is not making anything easier by any means. Don't want to dive too deep into that. A little weird sure for both michael and scotty um it's like what are you gonna tell your kid he can't date a woman because it used to be his aunt pretty much <laughs> i'm sure they were never that close I mean, the, like that but the guys like 30 years old yeah probably a little bit older but regardless still
2: yeah he's a, he's a grown man
0: yeah exactly he's a full adult I don't know. That whole that whole thing's weird. I don't really want to dive into that. But in terms of, like, Michael and Scotty, it's like, yeah, Scotty's gone on every media. And, you know, Michael takes things personally. It's like he has. Like, I know he didn't char- talk to Charles Barkley for two years because he said MJ sucked as an owner and a president, which he did. And I know that really hurt Michael, but I, Charles Barkley was just giving his honest opinion. And I thought it was a little bit sour of Mike to be like that. I don't know. Also kind of not cool, though. It's your friend different yeah i mean no but you have to understand that you have to be able to do your job like he's there like charles barkley is on tv to break down the game of basketball and it's like for someone who was in the media for so long and played the game for so long you have to understand like people are going to say things about you like i get it your friend but like let's say let's say um you know covering NFL today and JP is a corner in the NFL and we just covered a game that he just got burned for like you know six receptions 142 yards and he gave up a touchdown like he JP was just getting cooked out there Justin Jefferson was just all over him and they come back to me and they're like how you feel about you know JP I'm like yeah bottom line is he was getting cooked out there defensive coordinator needs to sit down with him and figure out what they need to do or maybe bench him. I mean, he's going to have to understand that I'm breaking down the game and he just got cooked.
2: You can tell this is a hypothetical.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't happen. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. Yeah, I would not be. I know yeah, NFL, no NFL receivers that could burn <laughs> JP.
2: That's that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Lockdown. No,
0: but so, like, yeah, I think, yeah, MJ needed to cool off there. But not being around Scotty, it's just a, it's a sad ordeal, you know. You can't have the greatest team ever assembled to come together on the court all for once. It just shows you how this franchise is. And Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan weren't at your ring of honor ceremony. It's like, oh, such a poor White Sox fans, poor Bulls fans that we have to deal with this.
1: It is pretty frustrating to deal with, but it's something we've been dealing with for a while. Our whole lives, brother. Our whole lives.
2: imagine, Imagine a Patriots ring of honor ceremony
0: there's gonna be some there's gonna be some uh, oh there Brady's not there no yeah Brady and Belichick can't make it (laughs) Gronk snowed out yeah Gronk snowed out I can't go we're gonna introduce uh Julian Edelman's here though Julian Edelman great (laughs) sweet uh like Kyle Van Noyer, uh, I'm trying to think of like yeah. Stefan Gilmore's here, <laughs> right? Oh,
2: but we made sure,
0: <laughs> okay. all right. I think we're yeah. gonna wrap it up here, boys. Uh, that's gonna wrap up today's episode of Walk the Pine. As always, I'm Will Gray, joined here by Vincent Cattuso and our producer, JP. See you, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs>